Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer, soda, water, coffee, tea, kombucha, juice, or whatever you like in the fridge. Cheers. Work. There it goes. Cheers. Hey. (laughs) All right. So, thanks for being here. For everyone who doesn't know my guest, I'm sitting here today with the one and only Ashley Kortz. Make some noise for the internet. Yay. So good to be here, dude. Always a pleasure. It's been quite a while. Since I have seen you face to face, we're both busy people. Yep. And the world ended. Mm-hmm. But now we're here. Here we are. We're together. We've again. made time. Yes, we have. So you've been on the show a few times, but this is the only the second time that you've been on the show as a one on one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were one of the first people I ever had on the podcast a very long time I ago. I don't remember what the episode was, but it was. In the first 10 yeah. episodes, I yeah, think, Yeah, it right? was. It was crazy. <laughs> so now here we are. I believe this is episode 403, maybe? Damn. Maybe 404. I'm not sure. Good it's question. somewhere around there. <laughs> Irrelevant. But let's talk about me. More about you. What the hell are you doing with yourself? What's going on? Man, I'm just trying to live my best life and crush it all on the way. Just like... I don't, (laughs) every day is something different, you know? And, uh, you know, for the last six months, seven months, we're in July, seven months, um, I've been on the road in the Black Forge coffee van, touring the country, raising money for music venues and um, doing conventions along the way. And like in between doing that, I've been stopping in California a bunch and like hanging out in legal states and working on this thing where it's called the traveling bud where I just like introduce all these wonderful cannabis products to people that in Pennsylvania because we're medical state still we get to find out about because half the shit that's out there I had no idea and it's a wild world weed is great (laughs) (laughs) so you know you have always been somewhat of an entrepreneur since I've known you. You're always trying to do things. <laughs> yeah. But you seem to have, like, I, I suffer from this too, like the creativity that doesn't allow you to stop yep. or just settle. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as one thing seems to be okay, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, I'm going to open up a fucking coffee shop. Let's open up another one. That was a nightmare, but now it's okay. Well, let's start a fucking van. Oh, okay, well, this is going good. Let's do this other thing. Why? Why are you doing this to yourself? Um, You know, it's just I've always had that motivation to, you know, just get out there and be happy. I'm on the constant pursuit of happiness. And whatever that may be, let it be opening up a business, smoking weed on a mountain, taking a hike. <laughs> eating tacos. Sure. It's, you know, I try to do it the best way I possibly can. And I've lived through so much in the last like six years of like owning a business. Cause yeah, we're celebrating six years in two weeks. Wow. And, um, we just celebrated two years of the second location two days ago. And yeah, I, I just, 
want to inspire people. I want to continue to be a positive light for myself and for others and hopefully continue to learn and educate people on maybe helping them opening up a business or helping them travel across the country and do all these things. So I just like, I just want to help people. That's like my biggest purpose in life. Yeah. I think it makes sense given the amount of unnecessary bullshit that was thrown your way over the past few years (laughs) that like you would just morph into this ball of positive light. But I mean, it could have gone the other way. It could have been really, really bad. Yeah. Like I definitely, I mean, not to, you know, diminish from the positive light, but you know, everyone has those moments of weakness and like I've had plenty of them. And unfortunately I've put myself out there as a small business owner and as a person to express that. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things is like, you can't be afraid to kind of be vulnerable anymore. Like, especially if you're going to put yourself out there so much, um, just kind of let it ride, take a step back, focus on yourself. Don't worry about like what other people are thinking and, you know, really just sit down and be like, what do I have to do to, you know, just get out of this funk. And like, I hit a wall right when we were building out that second location. I, never been in such a position where I was like, I'm giving up. Like that was, that was the moment where I was like, I'm going to throw all of this away. I don't want to do this anymore. And I need to work on myself because this business has drained me of every little piece of my body. And I took the time and I am very fortunate, you know, up to that point until now is like, I've made a business and a family for people to come to. And I have this beautiful staff that have stood by me through the thickest of shit. And, um, you know, and they still continue to ride through it and they let me heal myself and they let me recharge and take the time to really figure out what I needed to do and where Black Forge needed to go. And I did that and I opened up a second shop. And then (laughs) shortly after that, COVID happened and I was like, what do we do now? You know, like I just got out of this shit and opened up this second location that took way longer than it was supposed to. And so many terrible things happened, but, um, you know, I just remember the day like COVID happened and we're all sitting in the office and we're like, what do we do? And everyone's like, should we shut down? I was like, we can't, if we shut down, we're done. Yeah. I don't care if $2 comes through that door and I, have to work every single day and do all these things like we need to we need to get through this and my staff you know like there were a couple that left and now they're doing awesome things with their lives and pursuing their other dreams and hobbies which is really great but I still have this amazing original staff that um you know we made decisions together I didn't just say we're staying open we all decided together what was the safest what was you know, the best option for us. And um, I think that's another really nice thing to do for your employees is to let them be a part of decisions, especially when it affects them like that. And it, it, you know, they don't know if they're working, they don't know what's going on, how are they getting paid? And I didn't have those answers. No one did. <laughs> like, no one knew what was going on. So I just took everything day by day and just included those employees to make decisions with me so we can 
survive. Sure. And, um, you know, during that time, I, I didn't know what we were going to do because that second location, like I bought that building, like I have so much debt to that building <laughs> and, um, I just started making money and it's a venue and that's how we were supposed to make a huge portion of our income was through shows and it was taken away. And, uh, we were only, you know, operating as takeout only. And I was lucky if I saw five people. I moved all of my staff over to Allentown so they could get hours and get shifts. And I worked McKee's Rocks by myself for a year or so. Um, every day, just, you know, doing the thing. And I was very fortunate for that time because it gave me time to like sit back and be like, okay, what do I need to focus on to get through this? And like, I took the time to like, make a website and like figure that out. And I was like, okay, I can figure this out and do, 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 do. And then we started like introducing more coffee that we were roasting and like working on more collaborations and products that like didn't involve people being somewhere physically. And I saw so many people take off doing that. Like I think with what happened with this pandemic it inspired a lot more people than what they actually think to be better than the situation and figure it out. And like, look at you, dude, you're crushing it. Like you're sitting here in this really cool space and you're just constantly putting out product and it's amazing. And that's the people that I like to be surrounded by and like continue to have these relationships to tell these stories and stuff because like you took that time to really focus on like, what can I do with my strengths to come out of this? And you did, you got like 10 projects going on. I don't know how you do it. So I don't know why you're asking me how I do it, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of it is like, I feel like I'm hanging by a thread and yeah. we don't, we don't show our weaknesses too much out there. So right. it always looks like it's 110% killing it all the time. But yeah. it's really more of like a 20% killing it, 80% stressed out. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've learned over the years and I've just always been this way of just being super grateful and humble and just, you know, appreciating everything that's been given to me. Cause like what I've been through as a business owner, um, you know, it wasn't easy, like trying to figure out how to open up your first business and then being thrown into having to open up a second business. Cause you couldn't continue to be a venue anymore. So you had to figure yeah. out how to be a venue still. So you buy a building and then that didn't work out and all this stuff. And like every day when something happens, you know, I kind of just like, well, okay, like let's just figure it out. Like at least I don't freak out anymore. Oh, sure. Like, uh, you know, and I'm so honest with like my mental health and everything that I've gone through and like what I continue to go through. And it's just like, it's okay to cry, you know, like <laughs> you just got to cry it out and you just got to sit there, breathe through it and just take it step by step on how to figure it out. And that's what really helped me. Um, Cause I used to be somebody that would like turn on a dime and just like, Oh my God, the world is ending. If you know, the espresso machine went down or something mm. like that. But now it's just like, I mean, today it happened. I was in the office, like doing a bunch of paperwork. And then my employee came up and they're like, seam one's broken. What do we do? And he had a line of people. And I just walked downstairs. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. 
<laughs> there's nothing I can do. <laughs> there's there's two buttons on it. It's not working. And I just casually told people, like, sorry, just no hot drinks. And everyone's like, okay. You know, like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Someone's going to be like, oh, bummer. I can't get a hot latte on an 85-degree day. Why do you, what? Sure. <laughs> but, you know, like, those are the things that, you know, happen. And before, it was a lot harder to deal with it. But now I'm dealing with, you know, like, owning this building and paying back these loans and trying to figure out all this stuff because, like, there was a lot of help for small businesses, but like a lot of us didn't receive help. Um, like I was able to get a PPP loan, which it's forgivable if you spend it all on payroll. So I just spent it all on payroll and I was like, yes, this is going to help us. But then the second round was like, it might be forgivable. I'm like, I can't take on another loan because I'm so far in debt already. And that was the thing is like there was so much money available, but they were all in forms of loans. And I was like, damn, can't do that. Grants were available. And I filled out, I spent so much time filling out grants and all of this stuff. I've never heard a thing back. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a van and travel the country <laughs> and help keep my business alive, keep my employees employed. And uh, help other venues yeah. because I know what they're going through right now. And that's what I did because like everyone in Pittsburgh that I worked for. And if you don't know me, like I'm a former lighting designer for music venues from all over Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, like that venue life is what made me who I am and like what inspired me to include that in my coffee shop. And it was everything that I've learned through the knowledge of other people and their experiences, you know, like I was able to mold that and create my own thing. And, you know, it's continued to grow into this larger thing where all these other people are now getting involved and like have these ideas and want to incorporate into the business. And those are the people that I employ. Like when people come to Black Forge, it's because they want to be a part of something. You know, it's not just a job. And that's why I'm very, very lucky for, like, having the employees I do. Like, I don't really have a turnaround. I really haven't lost any. And I'm very fortunate. And I'm very happy that, you know, I was able to do this van project with their support and, like, help keep our business alive so they had somewhere to go to still. Like, that's the most important part to me for, like, owning a business is, like, my employees. and that they're happy and they're feeling safe and okay. And like, yeah, I care about myself too. And like how I'm going to get paid and like how I'm going to eat and stuff. But like at the end of the day, they're like my kids and they really matter to me. So that's why I went out and did this. It wasn't like, Oh, well I'm just going to go do this just because it was like, no, I had a mission and I can sit here and say that I successfully fulfilled my mission. Like I bought a trailer and stuff. That didn't work out because I couldn't travel across the country with it. Too much money. Like, it just didn't make sense. So I just did coffee pop-ups where I, like, brought all of my coffee equipment and brewed hot and iced coffee and, like, teas and stuff like that and do these pop-ups at these venues or small businesses and the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, which I'm still doing right now. But, like, in between that with the SOS missions, like... When I ran the numbers um, about a month ago, 
um, because shows are coming back. So I'm like, okay, I can take a step back from this, focus on the two locations at home, but still do my conventions and other pop-ups that I have planned for the year. Um, I was able to raise like over $10,000 for all these small independent music venues. And like, I didn't really make money off of the tour, but it was a great experience to feel like I can give back to that community in some sort of way, you know? Yeah. And it was just a really great experience to do that. And I'm really grateful for, you know, the oddities and curiosities expo for keeping me on. And like, I'm confirming that I'm doing it again next year. So I'll still be on the road and I'm actually confirming um, some dates with um, some tours going on with some bands to jump on for like a week or two and like do these coffee pop-ups still at the venues and still continue to raise money for them. And just like, here's some money. Thanks for like having me and like continue to get the name of Blackforge out there and like support all the things that we like our mission is based off of, yeah. which is like art, music and coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like my team right now, like I come home and it's like, yay, Ashley's home. And I'm like, what can I do to help you? And they're like, nothing. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm like, man, I feel pretty freaking useless. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I have a lot of paperwork and stuff that I need to do, but like they got it. And they're just doing it. And that's why I feel good about being able to just push forward and like focus on getting our name out there more and like working on these coffee collaborations. Um, Like I'm doing one with the dispensary right now here in Pittsburgh, Delta nine, which is really cool. Um, And then what we did that code orange one right before COVID uh, we did one for that office hours, like podcast thing. Um, we did coffee for the satanic temple. Um, <laughs> I, like, I'm just like, I just reach out to people. I'm like, yo, it'd be cool to make a coffee for you. And people hit us back and it's awesome. Like yeah. I, it, it's really, really cool. And also like working with you know, artists from all over the world, um, you know, just being like, hey, like, we'd love to pay you for a design for a coffee label. And we do a limited run and boom, we made a coffee for you. And it's a great way to help them out and support them. Um, and like the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, I made a specific coffee that I sell for the tour. And uh, people love it. Like when I'm at those conventions, it's insane we're still i think they're still operating at like 25 percent capacity but at these huge convention centers but all these people are just like so happy to be out and like doing something so they get super stoked they're like oh my god this really cool metal coffee shop and like i give them samples of coffee and it's just really cool like it's it feels good to be in such a sheltered space and coming back out and like talking to people and like hearing their stories of what they've gone through and like, you know, how they're just stoked to be out and connecting again. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I hope other people have like taken advantage of it, you know? So with Black Forge, what is like the five to 10 year plan more locations, different cities. Am I, is this inside baseball? Like what, what is your wacky brain cooking up? Um, right now, um, for the next couple of years, I really want for me personally to focus on like continuing to travel and doing like these expos and conventions and music festivals and just be like the awesome local metal coffee shop that 
you can get at a sick metal show, you know? I think that would be super rad. Um, and then, you know, I, I want to do that. As far as, like, more locations in Pittsburgh, nah, I'm good. I'm good with two. Like, Pittsburgh's real small, um, you know, whatever. And I don't know. I haven't really thought that far ahead as far as that. Like, I half-time live in San Francisco now. Maybe something out on the West Coast. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. I've been, like, scoping it out over there. It's just so damn expensive. Oh, I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Like, yeah. if there was an opportunity that was like, hey, Ashley, there's this opportunity. Dangle it in front of my face. I love a good opportunity. I'll always go for it. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Also, I imagine after, you know, the hoops of opening up the last location. And as you mentioned, still, you know, being in debt to the building and things like that. I'm sure the last thing in the world you want to do is do that again. I don't want to open another one. No. It's kind of weird when you set out on this mission to be, uh, air quote, become your own boss. Yeah. Have you ever really felt like your own boss or do you still feel like you're working for I feel like I'm working for the man. (laughs) I feel like I'm working for the man every damn day. (laughs) There's almost like, Sometimes I I get these, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I have and the life that I live. But, you know, sometimes I kind of miss being unimportant, you know, like Mm -hmm. just being that cog in the wheel. Yeah. I just show up, punch in, (laughs) do my thing and fuck off and everybody leaves me alone. Yep. When you start wanting to make, you know, these decisions and life-changing things, people start asking you questions and Mm -hmm. what's this? How's this happening? And it's just like, God damn it. Yeah. Now it's like I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And yeah. It's like the, this weird, uh, this weird yin yang where we live in. Because like you know, I think that I'm an introvert at heart, and maybe yes. to some degree you are. I think all of us wacky art kids are like that. Mm-hmm. But so much of what we want to do, we need to be extroverted, mm-hmm. and it's like balancing that has always been really, really hard for me. Yes. Which I know seems silly as somebody that has like a podcast and. Talks on the internet a lot, but it's still really, really strange for me to like even have conversations like this with people that like I don't connect with. Right. You know, like I've had artists on the show, um, like uh, like like Zachary Rudder. Yeah. Awesome guy. Mm -hmm. So wholesome. Mm -hmm. Not not an introverted weird bone in his body. Yeah. But he's an art kid. It's like, how did that happen? Like, how, how is there no darkness in you? How are you just this, like, positive ball of light and love? Don't get me wrong. I think it's great. Right, But right. it's just my brain can't compute that. Yeah, no. You know? Like, when... That's why I really like traveling as much as I do is because I'm alone, like, the whole time. And I'm just like, yes, thank you so much. And then, like, on those convention days... I'm, you know, talking to thousands of people. I'm just like, hey, hey, coffee, coffee. That Try sounds my exhausting. Coffee. Yes, yes. Like, you know, it's so exhausting. And then I need like two days to recover from that where I'm just like, Ugh. they're just drive days where I don't have to focus on anything but driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what makes it worth it. It's just like I get all that time alone. And then for like two days a week, I got to be like, hey, hey, and like, you know, on the Internet. everyone has this like perceived notion that like like you said earlier like you're killing it you're just crushing it but deep down you're like oh man I'm so filled with anxiety I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) you know and I still have those waves where I'll sit down I'm just like what the fuck am I doing 
Like, why am I putting myself through this? Because, you know, like, the ultimate thing for me is not to, you know, be rich or to have all the things or whatever. Just to be happy, you know, just yeah. to be comfortable. That's all I want. I don't need to, you know, fly across the world a hundred times a year and shit like that. It would be nice, but that's never going to happen on a coffee salary, you know? Sure. But, um, you know, it, it's just, just to be content with it is what I want. And that's what I hope that, um, you know, my employees look at it as, because the nice thing too with them is just like, they're able to hit me up and be like, yo, can I go on vacation? I'm like, yeah, just figure out your schedule, man. Go ahead. And they're just like, really? I'm like, yeah, like you crush it all year. If you want a week off, take a week off. I don't care. Just make sure that someone covers your shifts. <laughs> Great. And <laughs> yeah. like, I know I never had that opportunity. And um, yeah, I just hope that that helps everyone out at the end of the day. You know, it's just, just being humble is the best thing. Mm -hmm. But I, it still gives me anxiety every day to like see people, especially after being gone for so long. Every time I walk into the coffee shop, people are like, Ashley, I'm like, yay, quick hug. I have to run upstairs. I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been really rad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that there's, um, when you're dealing with so many people all the time and you're trying to do all of these things, it's like, how much is enough? Mm -hmm. And like, where is that level of just like, I'm satisfied. I don't need to do anything else. I don't need to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I always feel like everything that I'm doing isn't enough. And that's just me beating myself up, right? Yeah. And the idea of like getting, being comfortable or things being okay doesn't compute to me. Yeah. But that's not the case. I should just learn to be comfortable with how things are and then try enjoying that for a while instead just, of just assuming like because I got a good grip on everything and I have time to like watch something dumb on Netflix. Right. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I it's used to get to so stressed out about all that stuff. So like I wonder, you know, with everything that you're doing, like when do you feel like this is enough? Like I could be happy and just do this for a while. You know what? I feel like with the way things are going right now, um, just getting over, you know, catching back up from like, you know, COVID trauma, you know, um, I feel like I, I'd be pretty content with the way things are going. You know, I, I can only force so many people to get into Black Forge, you know, and that's why I'm out there pushing as much as possible. Even if one person in Texas comes to Pittsburgh two times, they're going to come to Black Forge. And that's what like my goal is just get those people to, you know, come to Pittsburgh and be like, I've been there. Great. Maybe you'll order coffee from us, you know, because like for six years, we've done as much promotion as possible. And now since like summer's here and we're able to do it, like we've been doing so many local pop ups at so many places, which has been really helpful because we're still reaching out to so many people that have never heard of Black Forge. I'm yeah. like, yes, this is great. And I'm glad that I have a team that like loves doing that stuff and going out and like being outside and like talking to people. Um, but I'm pretty content. Like I like coming home. I like sometimes when an employee calls off so I can work the, as a barista. I think it's fun. I like to jump behind the bar every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy, you know? Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah, man. Like, it's weird. And, you know, like having, you know, a partner that supports you and, you know, they're just constantly being a positive ball of light to you is like super helpful. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, even through the toughest crap that I've been through and like right now I have this person in my life where I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Sure. You know, that helps. It helps. It really does because like, you know, um, when I was traveling in the beginning, I had a friend with me, right? Uh, my friend Lindsay, and she's also like out doing her thing right now, crushing it. And um, that was really great. And then I segued to like being alone on the road for a while. And I was like, okay, this is also really great. I'm getting really lonely. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have anyone to come out with me. And uh, it's nice that he has the capability of like coming out with me and like hanging out while I'm on the road and just having someone that like makes you feel so good that you want to continue to be better every single day. And that's why like, you know, it sucks. Like we just spent two weeks together, which is awesome. And I got home and I was like, man, this sucks. Like I kind of miss my partner, but at the same time, it feels good to be away from somebody, you know, sure. like you have that lawning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think, I think personal time is really, really important. Oh yeah. And he's a small business owner too. Like he owns a tattoo shop out there in San Francisco and he's just like crushing it on his own. And, um, it's nice to have that counterpart to like, they understand being a small business owner as well. Um, to just continue to push you to be better. And, um, yeah, I'm just like super grateful for that. And I'm just content and I want to continue to travel and make cool coffee and meet cool people and just hopefully help others in some sort of way. Hell yeah. You know? So idea. Yes. I don't know if you had considered this, if it's, uh, I know that it's something that could be done, probably a pain in the ass, mm -hmm. but in the future, the only thing that I would like to see from Black Forge in the next five years is selling canned cold brew. That's my only request. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's been in there. We're working on it. Yeah. No, like there's a lot of really exciting things. Like now that I have, I have like a general manager and an assistant and like all these awesome people with great ideas all the time. Yeah. They're just like. Here, Ashley, here's an idea I'm going to leave on your desk. Get to it when you can. And I look through, I'm like, what? Like I, it, oh my God. It's like even outside of the cold brew, because like there's company, like Starbucks makes those shitty fucking canned lattes and things yeah. like that. It'd be really fun if you were able to like can dragon knots and stuff like that, right? Oh shit, that would be really cool. But I feel that. like that would be like a whole other can of worms of production. Yeah. And like, I think like, you know, if you're canning, coffee it's probably a lot less hectic than canning something that like With can go bad and stuff yeah. yeah and like you know do you do like dairy-free ones do you do you know like yeah and i know there's like local like beverage like people that totally do that so i mean i can just talk to a brewery right yeah like they can do that yeah we know brewery people there's I know that, <laughs> um, like mechanic uh coffee company mm -hmm. they can their cold brew I don't know how they do it, but they're doing it. We'll figure it out. So that's the that's just one thing that I thought would be very, very cool. I'll do that uh, for you, Brian. Okay. Yeah, just for me. <laughs> the the for Brian. 
for Brian. <laughs> uh-huh, that's all it says on the fucking can. I'll put it in black Only- metal font just at the bottom is yeah. for Brian. Only Brian's are allowed to buy it. Mm-hmm. So through all of this, you know, self-discovery, pseudo reinvention of yourself, and I don't know, however you want to put it. <laughs> Life has changed a lot for you since the first yeah. time you were on the podcast. The first time you were on the podcast, yeah. it was there wasn't great. even one mention of Black Forge being a thing. Yeah. You were in that transition, like post, like, fuck all this scummy That's way that I'm right. being treated and, you know, by ding-dongs in, mm-hmm. the, in the entertainment industry, but there's ding-dongs everywhere. Everywhere. It's not, it's not <laughs> exclusive to entertainment, but that's what you were dealing with, yeah. right? So, you know, you've gone from one life to, you know, the coffee shop life to now traveling and you're doing all of this, like, cannabis positive stuff, however yeah. you want to put it. Is there anything in your life that you would like to do, any sort of a hobby that's not work-related that you would be interested in taking up or that you've tried to take up anything that you do that is not somehow tied to work because like I find that like oh man that's really hard it's like you know I have a really bad habit of every single time I get into something Mm -hmm. I find a way to like turn it into content and I don't know if that's like healthy you know yeah like it's like (laughs) why can't I just fucking do something to do it why do I have to yeah like oh like turn everything that I'm interested into into some stupid fucking vlog or a podcast or something. It's because you love what you do. I guess. And I love sharing it with the world, right? Exactly. And that's But also I'm I'm just creating more work for myself, right? But you also love to work. Do you ever feel like you're creating more work for yourself like with the cannabis thing? Or is that something yeah. I have like a team of people that I recruited to help me like do this cannabis stuff. And I like put a little stop on it because I'm like, this is so much work right now. And I have so much Black Forge work I have to do right now. Mm -hmm. Just getting caught back up because I was super going hard for it because everything was like smooth sailing. And then like more just debt and bullshit, you know, it just happens. And you're just like, fuck. Um, But yeah, no, I. I feel like I'm already doing everything that I've wanted to do. But it's work. And that's really hard. Because, like, I can't even, like... I tried watching TV the other day. And I was just like, nope. Gotta do Blackboard stuff. You know? Like, I don't... I don't know how to just be, like, a person. I try to. Like, I was in Brooklyn for the last week um, with Salem. And uh, every day I was, like, getting up at, like, 9. I was like, wow, sleeping in is great! Cause I had like no actual like work to do. And then, um, but I would still be trying to find things like reaching out to people, like creating new problems that weren't there before. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, I'd have to get back to you on that someday of like, what would I actually want to do? Because I like, I'm already doing it. I feel like, you know, I'm hanging out. I'm happy. I have the best people in my life. Like I have no negative shitty people in my life anymore. That's such a relief. I don't like once you hit that point in your life and you feel that weight lift off your shoulders, you're like, damn, you don't know how much you take on from other people mm-hmm. um, like that, you know? And like, I'm glad that my life just kind of transitioned in all these weird, strange ways from all these directions at the same time. And um, 
everything just kind of makes sense now. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know how to, to like be like, how do you be okay? I don't know. I feel like I, I have to live in a constant state of chaos to function properly. I can relate. With Black Forge and now we're going into, you know, your second, the, the Keys Rocks location, you said just turned two, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, Black Forge one in Allentown, it was, you know, it's always been the, the heavy metal coffee shop with a little bit of, you know, Satan and debauchery sprinkled yeah. in, right? Yep. And it was always like, well, how is the community going to react to this? And for the most part, people were like, eh, whatever, I just want coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. How has McKee's Rocks and uh, taken to this aesthetic? Okay. So, in the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, it was a little rough. You know, like, I... <laughs> I knew already, like, going into that neighborhood um, that we would probably get some kickback for the aesthetic that we have. But at the same time, you know, like, you don't have to support something if you don't want to support it. And that's sure. okay, you know? Um, but a lot of the community, like, the residents that live there love us. And at first it was like a lot of outside people because we're like a destination point. Like McKee's Rocks isn't like as heavily populated as Squirrel Hill or like whatever. So people like drive out to Black Forge mainly. And that's why I was super stoked to have that McKee's Rocks location because it has a parking lot. Yay. <laughs> all the room for all the things. And, um, you know, I put the, the goat logo on the front and like <laughs> I knew that it was going to get some reactions. Mm -hmm. And it did. But honestly, not as bad as you think. Like, when I opened up Allentown, that was way worse. And that one wasn't even that bad compared to the McKee's Rocks location. Like, we have a big pentagram, like, on the stage, you know? Yeah. And people look at it and they're like, huh, that's funny. And then they turn away, you know? Sure. But there are some people that have walked through the doors and are like, uh-oh. And they go. And it's like... You know, we do it because I always want to promote the fact that, like, we have the freedom to express ourselves. And I also feel like when people are given an opportunity, like coming into a small business, like to get something as simple as a cup of coffee, it it opens their minds a little bit about, you know, like what their experience is like, oh, this place is like painted black and there's a pentagram and there's like this goat guy but there's the nicest baristas in the whole world. This doesn't make sense. Like all of my baristas are like, ha ha ha, how are you? And they're so great. And they like, I feel like the whole purpose of Blackboard is to just give you an experience. And, um, you know, like we have in a way put ourselves in like a little box with like what our reach out is, but also like over the years, I have started to change our branding a little bit because like I do want Black Forge to expand. And before I was just like, Black Forge isn't going to do anything. You know, I could be this little Satan coffee shop, whatever. But like we started getting our name out there and, you know, we have so many likes on Facebook and Instagram and all those things. And it makes a difference. And I before I didn't care, I was like, I'm just going to do what I want. But um just for the purpose of like, we have this really great thing going for us. And like, 
all of these wonderful people have all these great ideas. Like we did that heavy metal parking lot thing. Yeah. Crushed it. I was, I didn't even plan it. I had no part in that. That was like one of the first events I had no part of and they killed it. And I'm like, damn guys. Yes. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, what was I talking about? Well, my original question was just asking <laughs> about like how the community has taken to the aesthetic but, of yeah, Black Forge. When we do events like that, like that's like when the community's coming out too. They love seeing those things because they've never had it before. And like we started doing the food truck Saturday things and like, you know, as Black Forge being this like heavy metal aesthetic Satan, whatever coffee shop. <laughs> um you can find anyone come in there. Like the the judge of McKee's Rocks and the mayor of McKee's Rocks come in every single day, you know, and yeah. they love it. And um, I feel like it it it's just a life experience to just break through and be like, wow, before I was afraid of Satanists, but now I love them. No, I'm kidding. I'm not like no. <laughs> Black Forge is not a Satanist uh, <laughs> establishment. I wouldn't put my employees under that. But uh, no, I think everyone just understands that it's just for fun and giggles, you know, yeah. and like uh, it, it, it's just a cool experience to see all these new people coming into Black Forge and like. Every, like, literally every day we at least get one review on Google. Like, it's, before it was like, oh, you know, the occasional whatever. But, like, at least one a day. And it's always something really positive. And it's like, this is my first time here. And I was a little afraid at first, but I loved it. Someone wrote, like, these Satanists know how to make a damn good cold brew. And I was like, <laughs> five stars. And I was like, cool, man. <laughs> you know, like, I love seeing those things. Um, so... Yeah, the the community over time has definitely warmed up to us, especially because they see like how much we're giving back to the community as much as possible. Because that was the biggest focus for Black Forge is like giving back, especially in these neighborhoods that don't have a coffee shop. You know, yeah, that's what I always wanted to do is just to help bring up the neighborhood that may be a little depressed. And there was no other like there's Hollywood, there's the Roxian. Thank God they're opening back up. You know, that was a huge, like, they were our sister company. They opened up right before we did. And we we're like, bam, like, just their customers are coming to us. And, like, bands were coming over and, like, hanging out. It was so cool right before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hopefully with the swing back of shows and everything going on, it, it just, like, everything will work out. Because <laughs> I don't feel like McKee's Rock's got its chance to shine and I think because I dealt with so much stuff personally, especially I feel like my business knows when I'm personally not doing okay because it suffers a little bit, like not as much content is going out or this is happening or whatever. And I think it really reflects on that. So I have to constantly make sure that I'm in this positive mind state to continue the success of the company and like keep the morale up and like engage with my employees and stuff. Um, yeah, it's just like every day is just a new weird thing and hopefully I'm trying to do my best and figure it out, but you know, I think it's, I think it's going okay. And it's weird to say that because before things were not okay. You know, I was constantly afraid of having to shut down my business because of something stupid happening. And I feel like I'm finally in good hands because I have the support and the team and all the things figured out, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. With the, you know, the Black Forge 2 location, if anyone hasn't been there and you're in the Pittsburgh area, mm -hmm. I hope you can find 
a good opportunity to visit it. Um, it's a really, really cool location. And I'm glad that you were able to work through the past year because there were some people that couldn't make it work and it would have been like a huge fucking bummer. Yeah. You know, because aside from the coffee element and the what you're able to provide to the communities, I think like for like the local music community, Black Forge Allentown was like one of the only mid-level places where bands could start playing shows mm -hmm. without having to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Like I've had a lot of bands on my show that have said like their first show was at Black Forge. That's and awesome. It's really, really cool. And it's like, you know, they're without that space being there to give bands that opportunity. There aren't many other places or people that are willing to go out of their way to put in the effort. So kids that are underage or just people that don't want to sell 50 tickets to open up for somebody at, you know, yeah, the smiling moose or whatever, right? Like there's an opera, there's yeah. a stage here for you. And that's, I mean, that was the reason why I put myself through how to open up that second location, man. Like I felt like, I would be letting a lot of people down if we didn't do that. And like sitting here now and like looking back at that, that was fucking hard. It was really hard. But at the end of the day, no matter what, like bullshit that I went through, so worth it because like now our stage is opening back up and like, you know, Shadow Corvus is playing like their, their big show in a couple weeks. And like, there's so many opportunities. Like there's, you know, all these vendors, these small business owners that, you know, probably suffered during COVID or just started during COVID from inspiration now have a place to sell their stuff and like be a part of these events. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really great things in the works like Joe Cohan. Um, I've been working with him for God over a decade. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> And like, he's our sound engineer and like having someone like that, a part of my business and like, he's helping book shows and stuff is like such an honor. Like, it's so cool to have those people from all different aspects of my life somehow contribute to what's going on with Black Forge, let you be playing there or whatever. Like everything to me, and this is how I live my life is just like things happen for a reason. And I think, you know, a lot of the bullshit and the suffering and all that has happened so I could be better and continue to work hard for the people that I care about and that helped me get through a lot of shit, you know? And um, I just love providing opportunities for people. And I think, you know, being a venue owner is really, it, it, it's, it sucks, it's hard because at the same time, like when you're trying to get through the bullshit right now and also put on shows, and also trying to financially make it make sense. And also like all these other obstacles in the way. It's so hard. Sure. It's and that's a, the biggest thing right now. Like we have to charge $20 for a ticket for a show. We have to do these things because like we didn't have any assistance, you know, like there's how are we supposed to put on these shows? Because mm -hmm. now our expenses are so much higher. And, um, you know, just trying to navigate all that. And that's why like, when I talk to bands and when they email us, I'm like, hey, just so you know, like, we're willing to work with you, you know, like, you just have to work with us, too. We have to figure out a happy medium because we're trying to give people the opportunity to put on shows without, you know, having it be super expensive or whatever. And um, 
again, I think that's the wonderful thing about having, you know, like Joe, a part of it and like my general manager and like all these other sound engineers putting on the shows at Black Forge um, is that we're all just trying to make it work and make yeah. it make sense. Like we're not trying to be like, yo, room rents $400, give us 400 bucks or you just can't have a show. We'd be like, no, like let's just try to figure it out. Sure. It's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. But also like you can't like maybe be as relaxed as you were before yeah. with bands that are just like, for lack of a better way of putting it, they're just wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Like before we used to book the room for 150 bucks and like, anyone could do a show and like that's what we wanted too is like anyone could do a show whatever you want to provide the opportunity but at the same time like 150 bucks just paid like our sound engineer and like a portion of the electric you know it just didn't make sense for us especially like in the allentown shop like that the venue like didn't make money we just did it to do it because it was important to us sure. to keep that music alive you know and now that we have like this venue it's a whole different ball game of like the DIY shows that we used to do. And, um, you know, it's just a constant learning experience. And I just really hope that like the local community and stuff like comes out and sees that like, you can talk to us. Like if you want to throw a show, let's book a show, man. Like I want anything and everything to happen in that room. Yeah. Just because it's, it's there. That's it. it we're losing venues all the time. And like, how many venues have we been down since COVID? Like three, three or four that shut down. Um, and that's just here. And I think that's insane that, um, you know, all these people spent so long, like building up these venues and providing a space and it's just gone. Yeah. Especially for this younger generation, you know? So yeah, Black Forge is the home to everybody. And um, I really want to see people take advantage of, the fact that like there are a lot of really hardworking people at Blackboard that want to help them, you know, do these events. Like uh, I have two people actually getting married there in the next uh, year, which oh, is that's really cool. cool. So yeah, that would be like our fourth wedding. <laughs> that's fun. So that's like really cool is that we do events like that too. Um, and it's really, it's such an honor for people to be like, can I get married at your space? I'm like, yeah <laughs> if you want to it's not that great but if you want to um so yeah it's it's been really cool i just really want to see black forge shine um and just be there for people yeah i think i think that it's uh shining more than maybe you realize maybe like I said, it's like, it's been like, so it was like really, really, it's been so fun. Like whenever like people come on the show and talk about playing like their first shows at Black Forge or when like people like talk to me about you in a way as if like, I don't know you. And like, it's like this whole like, oh, like Ashley and Black Forge, you heard them. They're doing like really cool stuff. It's like, Aww. yeah, I've heard of Ashley. <laughs> thank you for telling me that no it's 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 really really a lot it's a lot of people i think That's really dig it trying not to cry that means a lot <laughs> it, it it's hard you know when you're just doing the thing you forget about you know what what's going on outside of what you're doing absolutely and um like someone came up to me the other day i was 
I was here and a, a guy came up to me. He's like, I know you. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, okay. <laughs> and um, he's like, I don't think you remember me. I'm like, okay, well, what's up, dude? And he was like, listen, um, I saw you at that shitty little coffee shop in Bellevue that I worked at for a short period of time. Um, and you were working on your plans to open up your own coffee shop. And you told me your entire idea because I was just sitting there and we were just chatting. And that was when I was writing the plan for Black Forge. I never saw that guy again. Didn't know who he was. But he was in Black Forge and he came up to me and remembered. And uh, he told me the story of how it like changed his fucking life. Like seeing someone do that and like being in their establishment and like all of this stuff. And he's just like, I, I, it's just crazy that you did it. Like you fucking did it. And I had no idea who you were, what black forge was or anything. This is my first time here and you're here and I'm telling you the story. And I'm like, that's the shit that I live for. Yeah. That's wild. And like, I, I fucking sobbed like a little, (laughs) little kid. I was fucking dying, dude. I was like, Oh my God. Uh Um, you know, it, it's, I just can't express all the time. I'm, I'm always using the word grateful and humble. It's just like, I, I'm just fucking grateful. I'm, I, I don't want to say that I'm lucky because I don't think anyone's fucking lucky, but I, I want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm just fucking grateful yeah. that I have those people and I've somehow affected someone in, in a positive way. And that's all I ever wanted. Cause I was fucking nobody like, <laughs> No one. I was just a fucking cog in the machine, you know, just doing the thing, lighting shows, making fucking coffee, getting yelled at by people, you know, like whatever. And I just wanted to have a little coffee shop that I could work at every day and like employ a few cool people and make shows happen. And now there's all of this Mm -hmm. and it's fucking wild. And I forget all of that because I'm just like so in the now all the time of just like, oh, there's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Must fix. Uh-huh. Um so it's really cool like hearing things like that. So I just I really appreciate it. It's so funny, like, you know, thinking back to like two thousand eight or two thousand nine, <laughs> just like sitting in front of your shitty dorm down at the art institute. Yeah. Like like, I have well, bright blonde hair. Yeah, we're, we're off. We're off work. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know. It's just like hang out. Yeah, like no there. zero ambition. Like you know, I guess there was ambition. I was like yeah. trying to play shows and yeah, you're you were throwing doing shows. shows. Yeah, but yeah. it was like it's we, funny that like it's not funny. It's really cool, but it's funny to think back about those times and yeah. like like just man. Really- that was me. Like, yeah. what was I doing? <laughs> but like we, it, it's cool that we both found our paths in some way and we're still, we're still here. We're man. still here and we're still, we're still doing it. I don't really feel like I'm all that different of a person than I was like 11, 12 years ago. I'm much happier. That's, I think that's the biggest difference is I'm a lot more positive and I'm a lot happier, but yeah, no, I haven't, no, I still, you know, listen to corn every once in a while. <laughs> <You know>? Sure. <laughs> I was listening to the way <laughs> You going to go see them? They're coming. Are they? Yeah. When? I think it's like September 3rd with Stained. 
Oof. Yeah, I know. Not a big fan of that. Corn, though. Although, although I am, there's always the potential that Aaron Lewis might have a meltdown on stage. So <laughs> <laughs> that's something to look forward to. Not that, not not to highlight anyone's, you know, <laughs> mental health problems, but it's fucking Aaron Lewis. I don't I know. Mean, that guy's kind of a turd, right? So we'll see. The other thing too is like I looked at the tour dates and the Pittsburgh dates like a month into the tour, mm-hmm. which means that like he has to last for like a month without something going wrong. He's definitely going to explode in Pittsburgh. There's so, a high chance. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's either either it explodes beforehand and they replace them yeah. with somebody else or mm-hmm. it does happen. It yeah. does happen here. I hope it happens. I hope I'm here for it. Uh I just really want to see corn. Yeah, Was, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen corn. What? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good time. They were my favorite band when I was in fourth grade. And are you trying to say something? No, I'm just <laughs> saying that like I've listened to corn for the majority of my life. Yeah, and anytime that they've played in Pittsburgh or the general vicinity, uh, it has escaped me. Yeah, and I would also say too, there's probably. I would say over the past decade, I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to even see them if they did come. Mm-hmm. But I do like the music that they've put out recently. And I feel like corn's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll go see corn now. I think that <laughs> there was a couple, there was a rough patch for a while. Yeah, there I, was. There I, was. I didn't, I don't think I wanted to see that, 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 I did that see version them, of corn. Uh, the summer before COVID at whatever it's called now, Star Lake, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was, I just had the best time. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was by myself. Just fucking <laughs> like, just, uh-huh. oh my God. I I felt ridiculous. It, but it feels good to like go to shows by yourself now. Cause like, I just don't give a fuck. When you're like out of town and like doing stuff with the van, like I know that you're probably spending a lot of time driving and resting and it shows and things, mm-hmm. but have you like come across anything that you weren't expecting in town that you got to do? Like, oh shit, like, Corn's playing here tonight and I'm in like fucking, you know, Dallas or some shit. Has anything like that happened? Oh, there's been plenty of it, but I just like don't remember right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. I mean, I always find myself in weird situations when I'm on the road. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But like, no, like my favorite thing is to just like go on Google Maps and find like a random hot spring. Like I've been out west more than the east. So I've just been discovering all the shit that's been out there. And I'll just like find little watering holes and hot springs. And I go through these crazy adventures and I've been sleeping in national parks and just experiencing all these crazy okay. things. Yeah. But as far as like shit going on, like I know there's been a couple of things where I was like, wow, I'm glad that I like went to this bar or whatever, but everything's been majority like shut down. Like there hasn't Fair been enough. any cool shows or anything that like true. that. But I'm waiting for cool shit to happen. Yeah. Like, I'm super stoked that I'm getting the opportunity to go to Furnace Fest this year. Oh, cool. So excited. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, there's, like, a couple other festivals I'm trying to hop on. So hopefully those work out, too. But, yeah, no. I have just, like, find myself going to random places. It's a lot of fun. Just, like, what's around me, Google? And I just pick something. I'm like, oh, well, let's figure it out. And, yeah, like, I ended up, I got stuck in the desert. Um, I, not a lot of people know this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got, uh, I found this like really cool spot out in the middle of the Arizona desert and, um, I was in the van 
And it like turned into like super remote desert. Like it was a paved road that just got worse. And I was like, eh. and I just kept going. And then I got stuck. Fuck. And I had to wait two hours for a tow truck to find me. Jeez, at least it was only two hours. That could have been way fucking yeah, worse. That, so I get stuck in really funny, weird situations like that sometimes. But uh, it's an experience. Don't, if you're ever going to Arizona, don't go past the paved roads because there are loose sand ditches. Sure. And you will get stuck in a van. Well, now you know. Now I know. Now I'm never doing that again. You've learned. <sighs> that was a scary day. <laughs> That, that sounds frightening. I was like, man, no one's going to be able to find me out here. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it was like 100 degrees. I'm just sweating, like, trying to, like, get the sand. So I found, like, these big rocks, and I put them under the tires. Like, I dug holes and put them under the tires and, like, threw a case of liquid death on the gas pedal <laughs> and, like, tried to rock the van out because I was by myself, you know? Uh-huh. I thought I was seriously going to be fucked. But guy found me. Well, I'm glad that that happened. It would have been quite a <laughs> quite a bummer if we lost you to the uh, to the to the to, to the, the Arizona heat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm super excited to uh, be traveling when shows are happening, and I hope I come across some really rad shit. Like I've, I know all of us have missed live music so much, and that was like the joy of it. Like just scrolling or like checking, you know, whatever website and be like, what shows are happening today? And you just find like the coolest, weirdest shit and you just go. And, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) So with all of that being said, I don't really think I have too much else to say. We're just going to put a pin in this conversation for now. And I assume that we'll, pick it back up in the future because the story is not done. It is it's still, done. it is still writing itself. And I feel I'm like sure we should do like every two years, just uh, like revert I'm, back. I'm sure, I'm sure the next time I talk to you, there's going to be some new weird thing that's happening. Like <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I can't even imagine what it is. I don't even know what's going to happen. Next You're doing week, like, so we'll see. <laughs> you'll be doing like, um, you know, some, uh, some, coffee coated turkey legs for the renaissance festival or something that's a great idea hey i'm full of good ideas i know you are man thank you you're the best you're the best (laughs) well with all that being said thank you ashley for coming by black forge coffee house the traveling bud Mm -hmm. why don't you let people know where they can find you online and in reality or at least your coffee leave ashley alone yeah, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can always follow Black Forge Coffee. It's uh, at Black Forge Shop on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. It's, you know, Black Forge Coffee House, Black Forge McKee's Rocks. That's where we're posting all of our events. You can order coffee from us and check out all the things on blackforgecoffee.com. And if you want to follow me personally, uh, you can follow me at The Traveling Bud on Instagram. And I'm Ashley Bianca Quartz on Facebook. So. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here one more time. Ashley Quartz. I'll be back again. Hey, I'll be back again next week with another episode and another asshole. Same time, (laughs) same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2021. Woo. Woo. 
Thanks for listening. And we're done. That was a podcast.